0: Huh. Yeah Yeah Just do this Ted, this is my name. Thank you. You do indeed.
1: Yep, we have a couple trailers coming up. Um, one of them, the biggest one, I would say, would be. Oh well, actually. Where is it? There it is. It's Zelda. I see it.
0: Uh, Play it on the Discord, though.
1: Okay. Did you have any plans this weekend? Did you do anything fun this weekend?
0: Nice. I don't hear you quiet wait why are you muted okay i'll change my
2: sensitivity you sound fine i I don't know how you're quiet all right let me redo that intro Uh, then we really need to do this like we need to have a checklist before we start now yeah that's fine um okay so x that off good yeah, we're getting off of there. Okay, so now I can be heard. Thank you, Sam, for the heads up. Um, I'm gonna do the introduction again. This is February 12th, 2023. My name is Aaron, aka Gilgamesh Mush. We have the second gentleman with me.
1: Hi, is on your screensaver, huh? Sorry. Yeah, yes. Oh man, I got really distracted because of all the coding <laughs> in the background. And yes. <laughs> matrix code fry is my background you are correct reminds me of the treehouse of horror episode where homer goes into like the matrix and then comes out in the real world
2: <laughs> yeah uh has anybody seen the movie tron no 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 yes no i mean no no <laughs> oh, are you asking us no that's that's the bit from the show oh. they ask him what is it they're like homer what does it look like in there and he's like uh Has anybody seen the movie Tron? And everybody's like, no, 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 no. One person says, yes. Oh, wait, no. I mean, no. (laughs) It's so good. Um, But yes, that does remind me of that as well. I think this is from um, when Fry has the time traveling stuff on his butt and ends up going through time. Yes, Chief Wiggum, Sam. Exactly. How's your tea? It's coffee, but it's delicious. Nice. Um, Okay. So now that we got those technical, let me get the video going. Sorry. No, you're good. I got
1: to, I was doing a, I got to work at a network event. Got to meet a lot of cool people. One of them was the, was it advertiser for 1 800 got junk? What? He was like talking about how his, goal or his ability to reach out to everyone like the fact that we all know what 1-800-GOT-JUNK was in different parts of the country he just basically explained how he advertised for all that and how to reach your audience a little bit more that is so cool cool yeah absolutely that is some serious networking stuff right there good job thanks so it's gonna be in the fitness it's for my fitness stuff mostly but then we talked a little bit about like just advertising how to like connect so yeah hopefully we'll be able to use it learn
2: i was gonna say like you learn it in one field and then you can apply it to whatever other field that you're in so
1: that that's definitely stuff that's worth knowing so bravo that's cool so with this switch trailer we finally got the name of this sequel how do you feel about it um get any spoilers anything because you played breath of the wild no Oh.
2: Remember? No, okay. So oh, right. I, I will put a disclaimer for everyone like who, who watches this. <laughs> I love, I love, love, love Zelda. It is one of my favorite franchises ever. You know, just like all every all of the other, you know, almost 30s, 20 something year olds, you know, but Breath of the Wild It it is one of the most frustrating games that I have ever played. And it is specifically because of the shrines. The uh the the motion shrines that you have to go into and like get the the tears from the you know like the oh what are they called um labyrinths no 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 the people in the shrines like there's these like like they look like shikas like the people that you got the shika slate from but they're they're not shikas either way there's motion controlled challenges in these shrines and they are some of the stupidest most ill-conceived puzzles that I have ever tried to play, and they every single time I've tried to play Breath of the Wild have ruined the entire experience for me. Like, under motion controlled. It's yeah. It's just it's gyroscopic. Yeah, I remember now. Like I'm done. Like I, I if I if this little one little puzzle like there's nothing stopping me from doing this other than the motion controls. I'm done. You you should make this able to be solved using the joysticks or take it out because this is
1: bullshit. Is that considered accessibility then? like uh, it it should be a feature to turn off motion control for people that can't use or don't have the motor function to do such. I agree. I mean, I don't know for sure if it's not, I, I think I did try
2: and check on it and like turn. No. Yeah, I did because I was so frustrated. I wanted to keep playing and <laughs> there was nothing I could find to turn it off or to play it without it. So I That's just so. quit. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to keep going. If there's specific things that I can't do because The motion controls aren't, like, cooperating
1: with me. (laughs) Right. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Tears of the Kingdom. The first one was Breath of the Wild. What's the next one after that one going to be? Sound of the Valleys? There's not going to be a one after this. Oh, really? No, I don't think
2: it'll be. I think they'll go off on a completely different Zelda, you know, game
1: after this. Was Zelda always kind of one of those games where it was meant to be open world, even when you first played the first game, or was it more about the story aspect and the technology was just didn't really matter? You know, it's, I would say
2: once it hit like wind waker, it became more open world. And like, God, man, it's kind of hard to say, because Wind Waker came out before Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, and I don't think those felt more open world than Wind Waker did. But that also could be because of, like, the the sailing aspect. And you
1: yeah, game. Right, yeah,
2: right, exactly. It actually did feel more open world, whereas like, you know, like in Twilight Princess, you would just teleport everywhere. Yes, um, right. So, like, it, it was open world in a sense, but not, like, not the same way that I felt that Wind Waker was, but Um, yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, for sure, those are true open world games, like, I, you can't you can't deny that
1: I'm excited to see how it's able to do all of this on this technology, honestly on this hardware
2: I mean, if they did it with Breath of the Wild, like, I don't know what they're gonna upgrade for this as opposed to the other one, but that's why, like, I mean, okay, we'll talk about the price point once we watch the trailer, but that's why the price point is so frustrating to me. Like, what you haven't upgraded the system. There's no way you could upgrade the game without upgrading the system. So what's going on? Like, I, you expect me to pay this much more?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate on that one. Because oh I yeah. Kind of, yeah, I can see it. A different side, but I don't know if it's a good reason. Let me- I can see a side. Let's watch the trailer though and then we can talk about that. Okay. All right. Tears of the Wild. Tears Tears of the Kingdom. Wild of the Tears. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> ah, rain. It never looks so good.
2: blood red moon whoa wait a minute this is wait oh no that is from breath of the wild never mind that's cool yeah i thought that was majora's mask for a second i was about to be really excited You gonna show Gannon? Are you gonna show Gannon? Oh shit! Please, lend him your power. Oh wow! I didn't even realize they gave an announcement date like that already.
1: It's gonna be quick, right? What do you mean? uh five five fifteen twenty twenty three that's in like four months
2: yeah that's not that far away at all
1: huh so how do you feel okay let's talk about that a little bit how much is this game gonna be game is gonna be seventy dollars all righty um what if well just to start off with simple What if this game was going to be fully sent out where it has its dlc and everything included to put it to that price point does gameplay and what you can do add to the value of that deal of that game or does it have to be a technological feat in order to make it a price point higher is my point because i feel that because you can have the same medium you're using to create the game or art that you want as long as it's new and innovative and you are pushing the technology's boundaries further than what you're already working with if you are just using it as breath of the wild engine and everything like that and you're just putting layover over like that i don't think that's a good idea um a good example would be miles uh, shoot what's it called a good reason why you would want to increase the game price would be a technological feat like The Last of Us. The Last Mm -hmm. of Us for the PS5 is a phenomenal game. It's very pretty. It's not necessarily different mechanically, but it's a different game because of how it looks that can justify the price point. Would you say that you prefer it's easier for you to accept the price point when it's a technological feat?
2: Both. I mean, Okay. like, okay. Don't get me wrong. I the narrative, the, the artwork, everything that goes into a Zelda game deserves a $70 price point. But especially because all these other games are now bumping up there. And so you do have to compete in that market and keep up with the other games that are doing that. But at the same time, like you're more likely to get more people to buy your game if you have it cost less. But OK, I'm going to go off on a bunch of tangents here. They. They. They they have not shown that it is worth a $70 price point increase. Like, no game they have released since Breath of the Wild's, like, first release has shown any sort of technological or improvement on the system. Like, just as as far as the design of the games go, since Breath of the Wild. Like, the only other, like, the, what, like... Arceus and uh what what's the one that just came out? Um Violet and Scarlet. Scarlet yes, Violet and Scarlet. Finally true open world Pokemon games and it was riddled with bugs. Wh- like you you're telling me that you did a full Zelda open world game years and years before these Pokemon games came out and then when the Pokemon games come out it it's like just riddled with problems. So there's obviously still issues that they're working out in getting these types of games to run properly on this system. How they did it with Breath of the Wild, I don't know. But I don't see them changing much stuff from Breath of the Wild to this game if it means that it's not going to run properly. Do you know what I mean?
1: Hello? Hello? Oh, there you are. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, I heard you. From a, like, technological standpoint, or hardware and program, there's no point in paying the extra feet when there hasn't been a sign of development within Nintendo of showing, like, getting better. Right. It kind of, like, petered out at Breath of the Wild. So, from a technological standpoint and advancement, I don't think there is a reason to have a price increase. Right. Exactly. And, like okay so one
2: thing that i that i will say that i do enjoy about nintendo as opposed to other companies is that so they are feeling the hit that they're not making as much money as some of these other video game companies are right now um but like they're not laying off people they're they actually just oh. increase the salary of a lot of their people working for them so Like in my head, I'm like, okay, so you're not performing well as a company as well as a company as you'd like to be. So instead of doing all these layoffs and doing all these like, you know, things that other companies would normally do for this, they actually made their workers feel more wanted and like, hey, like we're struggling right now, but we're still going to give you this to try and make you like feel you know that you're wanted here and that you are needed. You know what I mean. So I can I see, I can see the price point increase because of that. So, and if that's the case, then fine. I am willing
1: to pay but it. I feel, I feel like transparency is what we need then. Yes. For that price point increase, and I think that's where you and I are in agreement is that if they can justify it, we have no problem with it right absolutely enjoy the product or the thing as long as they're justifying it whether it be paying the workers more whether it be storyline or anything like that 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 would be fine it just seems that when they do these things that it feels like we might be not necessarily blue balled, but we're taking advantage of because how can we have these great new games when the model is when the technology or switch is so old exactly like you're
2: not you have...
1: I, I get that, yeah. Screens. Because if it was, it's a different story. Yeah, it's a different story if they were like, oh, this game is going to be a masterpiece. It's going to be like, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is a team that's running it. Stuff like that. But it doesn't seem like any of that. It just seems like it's a lot of fluff right now. Right.
2: And don't get me wrong. Like I, I did see a lot of interesting concepts in this trailer that i think is going to be really cool to the Zelda universe like they started it looked like they started incorporating more of the airship technology that you saw in like Skyward Sword yeah. um and so like they they did start integrating like the Zeldas from across the time into this one game which is like you know kind of bringing all of that lore together which is very cool like and and i'm very happy that this is sort of this moment is happening right now within our lifetime to the point where we can see all these generations of Zelda coming together like that. Um, like, but, but the price point, yes, is, yeah,
1: exactly. Like they Just, need to deliver issues beforehand. They and especially with the puzzles and everything.
2: If it's gonna be something like, um, like the way that PlayStation has been doing it, where yes we've bumped up our 70 our games to a 70 dollar price point even if you get like the ps4 version but you will get the ps5 version as a free upgrade if you do do this like you know what I mean? Like, so, cause yeah, like, that's fair. A lot of my games that I have, like I bought them for the PS4 and the PS5 came out right after it. And so I was like, damn, I'm going to have to rebuy these. But no, I didn't. I either only had to pay a minimal upgrade charge or free of charge upgrade to all those games. If that's the way they want to do it.
1: Fine. I, I, I'm completely fine with that. I see. Well, you buy it now and it's just like, Hey, we're getting switch Two coming out. Yes. I, And it's going to be a free upgrade. Yeah, that would be sick. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. Like, I will I will pay the
2: $70, I will play the game, and then I'll wait for the new console to come out, and then I'll play the game again. Like,
1: that would be so good. Huh. Interesting. Also, remaster and rework mean completely different things, correct? Correct. Rework yeah. is more in-depth, or
2: remaster is more in-depth? Rework is more in-depth. A remaster is okay. just, like... Updating the visuals so that it'll look better on like an HD screen. Um, But but like a rework is like take Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 to Resident Evil, like the original Resident Evil 2 compared to Resident Evil 2 we have now. Completely different games. Yeah, Yeah, like not even the same. You
1: can't even really compare the two other than their story. I see. Okay, so that's a rework. Mm hmm. And a remaster is going to be just making it pretty, right?
2: Like Metroid Prime. And then,
1: oh, like the next, okay. the next video
2: that we have to watch yeah. right now. This is a perfect example of a remaster. Play it. Okay. Play it. Okay. So, just a little context. Like they did, they they've been talking about releasing Metroid Prime's remastered yeah. for a while, and they they just at this Nintendo Direct they announced it and just said it's available today. So this is pretty. This is a release trailer as opposed to like a coming soon trailer.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was well, it I was so it exciting.
2: Also, this is a 3DS one, right? No, so the three okay, so you're thinking of hunters. There was on the DS, there was Metroid Prime Hunters, which was a multiplayer Metroid yes. Prime game. It was so much fun. You got to like link right. up with people and blast them with all your Metroid Prime stuff. Um, but this is a single-player first-person shooter Metroid Prime Metroid game. It was it first came out on the GameCube. It scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I loved Metroid. I would never play it like past the first level um, because you actually got to see these giant monsters like in their cases and things. But it's a great game. So if you've never played it, this is definitely the time to check it out. Okay, sounds good. Samus' ship, so cool!
1: I see what you mean, this is a remaster.
2: Yeah. It looks nice. It looks nice, but all the controls, everything should be pretty much the same. Right. They have the Metroids in the tubes, that's so cool! Puzzles. Is that Ridley yeah it's Ridley yeah oh available in stores February 22nd okay that's something I didn't know they released it digitally and then they'll release the physical copy later on
1: did you see that they're gonna do Game Boy Game Boy Advance
2: ports for the DS Di- or for the game for the switch. Yeah, I did for switch. Yeah. That is huge, man. And you, I think yeah. it's entirely free. Well, not free, but you have to pay for Nintendo online and then you yeah. get the entire yeah. collection. That is so yeah. worth it. Especially the Mario Kart one. Oh, the, yeah. The, the Legend of Zelda one. I was going to say, I, mean, I haven't looked at so all hard. of them, but there's there's so many that are like going to be incredible to have on there.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that they're doing this approach because they're beating PlayStation to the uh, chance. You know how, okay, with the PS5, you get the PlayStation Plus catalog, and at the max tier, you get PlayStation 1 games, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the catalog for that is not as big as we had foreseen. Yeah. Compared to Xbox or anything as such because it's super easy for Xbox apparently. Anywho uh with the switch though we're gonna get all the games we played most yeah for the most part i would say yeah totally yeah no
2: the game boy games like if they include pretty much everything there'll be so many nostalgic games that we
1: can play yeah and then the thing was that i saw was they were gonna do the pokemon trading card game what yeah, there was a there's a yeah, game boy game on of that game boy color on the game boy color yeah It was one of my first games when I bought it, actually, and I had no idea what I was doing. I don't know why I bought it. (laughs) I could have bought Red, but I bought that. I'm pulling up a list of Uh, every Game Boy and Game Boy Advance game on there now. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'll go for... I'll name some of the Game Boy games, and You can look at the Game Boy Advance ones, yeah. Uh, So, for the Game Boy games, there are confirmed for the Nintendo Switch Online, which is the online service that they have. Alone in the Dark... I don't know why that one is there. Game & Watch Gallery 3. So if you've ever played Mr. Hammett Game & Watch, that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. That's the third title. Gargoyle Quest, Kirby's Dreamland, Nice. Kirby's Tilt & Tumble, which is a puzzle. Legend of Zelda's Link Link's Awakening. Oracle of Ages. Oracle of Seasons. Nice. Metroid 2 Return of Siamis. Pokemon Trading Card Game super mario land 2 i'm excited for that one tetris yes. and mario land dude yes Three. Oh my That's god like crazy that they're gonna have those stuff you know like and it's gonna be on the online part right alone in the so dark is gonna be on there one. too i don't know if you mentioned that one yeah. but alone in the dark is good yeah
2: and then okay so for the game boy advance this is this is dope so Super Mario's Super Mario Advance Four, and then Super Mario Bros. Three. There is WarioWare, oh. Inc. Mega Micro Games, yeah. dude. WarioWare, Inc. is so good. That's a
1: first, yes, that Ma- was my first one. Mario Kart like Super a, Circuit. Yeah,
2: Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, man. Have you ever played
1: that one? Yes. Yeah, That's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. good game. Like my, I think that one led into the whole. What's it called? Turn-based Mario yeah, type it, of games. It was really cool. Exactly. Well, I don't remember the animation if was my favorite.
2: I don't remember if it came out first or if Paper Mario came out first. But you're right. Like I don't know, with yeah, those two we, games, we know, yeah. that was the start of that of that turn-based Mario system. And it's so good. Um <laughs> Yeah, the with the action play and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. There is um The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap. I don't know if you ever played that one, but that's a good one. I've beaten no. that one. Uh, okay, and then to be added in the future, they've got Metroid Fusion. I'm excited Whoa. about that because that yeah. game, I never really got... I, I loved Metroid Zero Mission. And I'm fairly certain this game comes directly after Metroid Zero Mission. And I never got to play it. So this is going to be cool. It would be good to have. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Scroller, yeah. Oh, yeah. Metroid Fusion, yeah, for sure. Side-scroller. <laughs> um, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Fire Emblem, like... One apparently, yeah. Yeah. There's F Zero Maximum Velocity. I love F Zero games. That's fun. And then Golden Sun. Do you remember Golden Sun? I don't think so. It's like a, it's like a Final Final Fantasy style RPG, but it's it's like completely separate. Golden Sun. Oh really? Yeah. Golden Sun is the series of fantasy role playing games developed by Camelot Software Planning and published by Nintendo. Golden Sun follows the story of, let me see here, a group of magically attuned adepts who are charged with preventing the potentially destructive power of alchemy from being released as it was in the past. So yeah, it's just like, it's another, uh, RPG
1: game, but it is a very good game. Oh, I gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool that they're doing RPG games or like games you can just pick up and play real quick. Not necessarily anything like, uh, too intensive i would say and it's That's just so cool. much easier to hold the switch
2: than it is to hold any of those other small oh systems gosh, at this remember. point Oh,
1: uh, the cramping with the game boy color and the game boy advance holding that weird octangle ding, octagon color uh, i'm excited
2: hell yeah
1: all righty okay. uh, with those ports though that's it was a pretty strong Nintendo Direct I would say.
2: Oh yeah. I mean that I, I there's been kind of like a debate about that. I've seen many people say it was strong and then many people say it, it kind of sucked. Um but I I think it was pretty good. I, I do I did enjoy the things they released.
1: Okay. Gotcha. So, uh nostalgia kind of got us in the butt right there with being Nintendo fans as kids. And Hollow Knight Wow, it's actually happening. The sequel is coming out for you, Aaron. I mean, I hope so. So
2: that—that's why I put this out. Like, I—I—I I, I labeled this note, or I labeled this—this uh, this talking point as playtester with the promising anecdote about the playtest of the game. So it's been—I mean they've been saying this game is going to come out for years and years and years now. Like it's been a long time. Um, they, they made like, it was supposed to be out, I think in February of last year at this point, And now we're at February a year later and it's still nowhere close to being out really. Um, so a lot of people have been very frustrated with team cherry and uh, hollow Knight silk songs development process in general, because of the lack of information about it. Um, sure. There still hasn't really been any official information released as far as that goes, but in the Discord for it, there was conversation going on about the release date. And one of the play testers did say, here, let me actually get the quote pulled up just so I can make this as accurate as possible. Um They said, non-troll Greg, his name is Omnipotent God Greg, but he's saying like he's not trolling at this point. I feel for you all. I really want this game to release ASAP and we testers are working hard to get it out to you as well as team cherry. Of course it will come. It is a glorious game worth the wait. I love you all. This is coming directly from the person play testing the game. They are saying it's not ready. It's going to be incredible. Just give them more time. I'm, I'm sold. Like, I, I I let I let Sam and I let Ted know prior to talking about this that if you have not played Hollow Knight yet, this is your time to play it because it is a game that you kind of just need to get lost in and immerse yourself in as fully as possible. It It, it is just magical. It made my partner get into video games like they I, I've just never experienced something like Hollow Knight. If you've never played Hollow Knight, seriously, take the time to play it.
1: Huh. I'll have to check it out, though. It's one. It's. Do you feel that? What did you play it on?
2: Did you play it on the computer? Or did you play it on the? I started. Switch? I so I started playing it when it first came out. I had it on my Mac, like my Mac laptop. I had to take a bag oh, of really? ice cubes. Yeah, I had to take a bag of ice cubes and put it under my laptop to keep it from heating up while I was playing it, because I would play for so long. <laughs> Then it came yeah. out for, like, the PlayStation and the Switch and all that. And I ended up, I, I have it for every console that I have. So I have it on the PC. I have it on the PlayStation. I have it on the Switch. It's 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 that good. Like, I don't care what console I'm on. I'll play it and still have a good time. Like, it is that good of a game. Um, I will say you're going to want a controller to play it. You are definitely going to want a controller to play it because while it, it's a side-scroller game, there is quite a, a number of movement and, like, mo- no, mobility is
1: important. Know. Mobility is very important. You're going to want the joysticks. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Is this a game where you, or when it first came out, it was updated and fine-tuned, or once it was out, it was out? Nothing was really changed except for you see there were oh actually i don't know about updates as far as
2: the mechanics or things like that go as far as i remember there was nothing technically wrong with it from playing the game like i never felt cheated i never felt like i was like you know this was a bug or something like that everything that like i lost at, i felt like i was the incompetent one and <laughs> like the, like i just oh. needed to do better that was it
1: that's a really cool feeling from a game nowadays where you can pick it up and not be like, oh, this is a bug. It's yeah. not supposed to be this way versus like, oh, I just need to get better. Yes, absolutely. And I I think I kind of want to say a Hogwarts is almost at that. Wouldn't you?
2: I I I can't sense? say because oh, like, I'm not as okay. far in that game as I'm sure a lot of okay. people are. Um. Okay. But I haven't found like at least anything that I felt was like just like bugging out or wrong with it and annoying me because of that. Everything has been going off without a hitch in that aspect so far.
1: That's what I'm saying though. That's pretty good for this game that is poor key, never really heard of. Oh, yeah. First the- game was Harry Potter on the iOS. Mobile game. That's right. one. Yeah. I Bravo. just pretty cool to have these games where hollow knight will hogwarts legacy go off and kind of really be a game where you can play day one mm-hmm. it's hard to find the games like that nowadays oh
2: definitely yeah because especially with like people releasing games and they're not being complete and just you know like kind of waiting on the updates to make it better and better until it is complete like to have a game like that, it's it's going to be very, like, I don't know. I guess the word I'm looking for is endearing as a as a fan. Like, I, I just feel cared for. Like, I feel so warm and cozy in the arms of Team Cherry. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm happy that you have that feeling because I feel like my I'm being abused by Square Enix right now with Forspoken. Oh, God. <laughs> so much hope of me, like, just please update this. Just please fix this lighting. Uh, they they might move a little bit better. I don't know. That's the thing. It's just like, it's. uh Let me see something here. A little Forspoken. Let's just say that, like, I'm glad you feel comforted with Jeep Jerry and Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. Because I feel so abused.
2: I will say, I, I just did a quick Google search for any patches for Forspoken, for and Forspoken will get PC and PS5 patches to address performance. Luminous Productions oh, is okay. currently working on a major patch to address for spoken performances issues on PC and PS5. While several patches have already been made available to fix player complaints of stuttering and frame rate slowdown, reports indicate these have not addressed the main issues with gameplay. So they will release this, um, but they haven't said when.
1: Yay! Thanks for looking that up. Yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying is just I am hoping a update gets the game fixed. And I wish that it was a $70 game that was released well. Yeah. Was it $70? Yeah.
2: Dude, seeing that. Oh, man.
1: That's the problem. I like, don't mind playing it because it's like it's elemental. That's kind of what I look for. Yeah. Those types of games. Open world and just power. Right. Yeah. That's just me. I So I knew what I was getting myself into is just one of those more we all know that it's broken it would suck if they didn't update it is why i would be upset but because that they're updating it i'm okay with it
2: yeah hopefully hopefully they keep a team working on it to you know just make it a little bit better and but i mean the problem is if people don't keep playing it like if the if the attention doesn't stay there to make the development stops it's not gonna yeah it's not gonna keep going yeah um so we'll see that's what sucks as of right now, they do have
1: at least one big patch coming. That'd be nice. Sweet. That was kind of off topic, but not really. No, that, yeah. It goes back to Silk Song and sequels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a great sequel. Unfortunately, Sam's not here for this one, but Ellen Wake 2, playable from start to finish. Uh... Cool. Sorry, people. I just had to scream. Oh my god, I really can't believe that, like, we saw the trailer last, like, six months ago, ah! and we like, saw one scene of him, and then all of a sudden, it's just, here. Ah! it's just here. But it's done, like, from start to finish, they didn't release any gameplay or, or anything like that, of just, like, pre-alpha. It's just done. That's remedy for you. Remedy just like
2: fucking comes in, drops the mic, and is like, here you go, guys. Have this masterpiece for you.
1: <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe that though. It's so with the world of advertisement, how things have been evolving so quick of just like, now, 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 show like everything you can to yeah. get people hyped. It's just cool to be like, oh, we're done. And, like, and- excuse me?
2: I think what's crazy, too, is that after discussing with Sam about the creator of Remedy and just wanting to create a mythos and sort of like a like almost like a Lovecraftian universe that you don't really like it's sort of like the depths of the void. Like there's unspeakable horror, there's unspeakable terror down there, but you are stepping into that void no matter what. And I think that also adds on to the way that they've handled the marketing with this. Like, that trailer is so freaking cryptic. You see it and you just get a sense of dread in your gut from watching it. Like, you don't know what's gonna happen, but you goddamn better well play the game. Like, it's just, they're so good at keeping that suspense there. So many video game companies need to take what Remedy is doing with the with Alan Wake and Control and just study the shit out of it because this is how you make a solid and sustainable gaming universe. This
1: is incredible. would you say that you need to play everything else to play Alan Wake 2? Yes, or from you 100%. No, you absolutely
2: started Alan Wake 1, play the DLCs, play Control. Play through the DLC for Alan Wake on Control, and then you'll be ready for Alan Wake 2. I I would never have felt ready for Alan Wake 2 if Sam did not tell me that there was the Alan Wake Control crossover type stuff. That It it is incredibly important to get that stuff known. Huh.
1: I didn't know it was like that. There's a lot of mythos in it, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Cryptic riddles more yes 100 so? percent. and like i've never seen
2: especially like in a video game this is something that is so literary in scope like 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 almost like okay not quite as large as the dune like scope because dune spreads off across generations across a universe but this is like completely different like you thought alan wake was a completely separate parallel universe or whatever and then you find oh my god Control actually found a way to bring all this together. And now we actually see a quote-unquote believable, in, I guess, in the universe they're in, path to Alan Wake 2. Like, there has been dead silence for, what, a decade as far as after the ending of Alan Wake? And out of nowhere, you bring in a completely separate game and story to reattach that storyline and bring people back into Alan Wake. It's just
1: incredible narrative storytelling that timeline stream is very interesting to look at when you think about it and how it was like interconnected without it needing to be linear yes yeah. not linear at all the, yeah so alan wake came out may 14 2010 yep
2: that is crazy 13 years ago 13 years ago almost 15 damn i wouldn't be surprised though if they ended up holding off on Alan awake until the 15-year mark, but no, I don't think they'll do that. That would be be cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) Especially when they say things like that, like, oh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, no. Well, granted, it's playable from start to finish, they said. So what that means to me is that there is still playtesting to be done. They've got to work out the bugs. They've got to work out the little kinks for it. But as far as the story, as far as The way it will play, it's all... It's
1: done. uh, Yeah, it's done. They don't need to do anything else as far as that goes. That's what's crazy. It's like, you can fix the kinks and the bugs and everything like that. But the story to be done and to be at where we're at is cool. Oh, absolutely.
2: And to get the, the kind of reassurance from... Remedy, like, from the people making the game, like, you know, especially, like, I guess, wow, this is kind of, like, this is kind of, like, two opposite ends of the spectrum, like, with Silk Song that we were just talking about, and now Alan Wake 2. Well, in the sense that, like, Uh, there has been no talk from Team Cherry in regards to this. There has been very little talk about Alan Wake 2 from Remedy, but... They have been putting out these little breadcrumbs saying, like, hey, it's not done yet, but here's this. Like, this is, like, there's, like, the little crumb, like, there's even nothing there to go on, but you see it. You see some sort of progress there, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, but, while
1: I'm not, like, I'm not, like. You're not showing too much, but you're showing just the right amount. Exactly. To get you hyped. Exactly. Perfect. Just perfect
2: marketing. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I think it's cool that they're also completely different games. Alan Wake is more real while you have Silk Silk Song who looks very cute as a game, but it's not, if that makes sense. Very, very heavy themes. Yeah, Holiday is so cute looking. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, they are. And needle yeah. And the, and the sounds they make, everything is very like cutesy in a way, and that's part of the draw so it to is, it. Yeah. But then yeah. You, you talk to the people, man, and you read some of the things that they say, and your heart breaks. Like like you literally will like shed a tear. Like I've shed tears playing the game. It's like, I like okay. This isn't even part of the story, but it's it's like one of those games where. the the game is not going to tell you all of the story. You kind of have to pay attention and just kind of piece things together and remember things as you go. And so in the very beginning of hollow Knight, the the, the premise of it is hollow nest is this old ancient civilization that used to be thriving with people thriving with life. And now is just like, it's covered in disease and, and, danger and just just nasty shit and as you're going through you see little remnants of like the life that was there before and one of like this is it's it stuck in my head ever since I first played the game but you're going through this level and you find this like shrine it's like a very beautiful shrine and it has no other reason to be in the game and as you look closer at it you can see that there's like a ring of flowers set up in this shrine. And in that ring of flowers, there is a dead bug. And then if you look a little bit closer off to the side of the shrine, there is another dead bug that built the shrine for the dead bug and then died itself. Like it, it, it just brings a whole, like the humanity that it brings into yeah. these bugs it just makes you feel so much for
1: them it's it's great it really is great yeah i'll check it out now it feels like a good story and easy to pick up yeah it is not it's play, it's, per se, but it's like easy to pick up and like get the hang of it ex- It's practice. it's hard to master easy to start yeah yeah it's not like cuphead my God, that no. game is so difficult. It's <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Yes, Cuphead is extremely difficult. It really is. Oh, geez. I'm not good at gaming anymore, but man, that is just oof the... <laughs> I uh I'm
2: at the devil on Cuphead right now. That's the furthest I ever got. I'm on like the I oh no, I, I'm on the last level and I still haven't beaten it. Oh man, it's gonna be so gratifying when you beat it though. Yeah, if you do. Be. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's just the one boss, so i it's not like I'm gonna go back and replay the whole game. So I just gotta beat that one. Yeah, guy.
1: you just need to beat that and you're done. Hmm. All right, that was tangented.
2: That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we only got a couple more to- topics to talk about, anyways.
1: Yeah, Spider Man Noir Greenwood at Amazon. Woo! I actually don't know much I, I about this would actually kind of like agree with me, but why is Spider-Man everywhere? But Marvel?
2: I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay. Like, uh, okay. Sony, Amazon, uh, what Netflix, I think has it now too. Like what, what, what is
1: if going you on? Too, Spider-Man used to be on MTV. There was an animated show that was created for the MTV, uh, uh, what's it called? Channel. <laughs> it was a like CGI and it was really weird. I remember it. I, I I watched that yeah. from start to finish. Oh,
2: my brother, okay. yeah. No, my brother has the has it on like um like Jesse, my older brother
1: Jesse. He has it yeah, on like yeah, DVD. Jesse, yes. So I used to watch it on the DVD. Okay, so I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I, Spider-Man has not been in one fucking place in a while. <laughs> very true. He's just been everywhere. It's like, why? Why can't we just have him for Marvel? Yeah, and I I think they're missing the Spider-Man point of why people like by this. Nicolas Cage?
2: Oh, I doubt it. I I doubt it. It should be yeah, cuz he was great, but I doubt yes. it. Yes.
1: So you're definitely right on this whole what is Spider-Man if that makes sense. Yeah. So something interesting happened maybe 10, 15 years ago called mm-hmm. Spider-Verse where all the Spider-Man across the universe came together to fight to go against Morrow. One was an energy vampire deck, wasn't it called like Spider, Spider Island or something like that? Spider Island like that? was uh one where everyone got Spider-Man powers, right? Spider-Verse is more like Peter Parker of different universes. Oh, so okay, kind of why it's funny that Miles Morales is technically into Spider-Verse because he's not a Peter Parker, he's the only Miles, right? Exactly. So that's why the movie's going to be kind of interesting to see, like, is he a variant that's not supposed to exist? So people are trying to kill him or what's going on there? That's why I think that part's cool. But beside the point, Spider-Man Noir is more on like the detective, like quiet, night stalker type thing. But just why does it have to be Spider-Man? No, it doesn't have a comic book. It did actually. Never mind. There was Spider-Man Noir comic in the past year or two that was a four issue run, but it wasn't very good. (laughs) But it makes no sense to me. Like, you have Disney Plus. I guess they don't have the rights, though, I guess. I I just feel Amazon is a weird place to have Spider-Man because that would be a Marvel-Sony property on Amazon. Yeah. I Which goes in a lot of issues on, like, when this is all done, who the hell gets the rights to this? Right. And I, I will be completely transparent about this. I...
2: I honestly probably won't watch this and, and not saying like, because it's going to be a bad show or anything like that, but like spreading these out all over the place, like one over here and one over here and one over here. And what, like I don't want to go watch your streaming service just because you have Spider-Man on it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. If you release it, like, you know, if someone else gets it at some point or something, maybe that I already have, maybe I'll watch it, but this does not pique my interest enough To make me be like Oh boy, I'm gonna go get Amazon Prime now Nope
1: Right, right Like when you're creating a new Content Or something as such You either Get someone Because Harry has a following of people So then they'll watch it Or you get an actor That's always wanted to play the role mm-hmm. So then, then people will be like Oh, let me take a look at those comics And then try to get hyped for it mm-hmm. Spider Man Noir, no one likes it. Also, when was the last time a noir was popular? Sin City? Uh
2: yeah, I mean Sin City was a good like representation of a Noir feel for it. Okay, so what about LA Noir? Do you remember LA Noir? Yes. That was a video game that came out in like twenty thirteen. Yeah, uh but yeah, no. It's a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. And that's what, like they just remastered. Oh, you're right. It is on the Switch now. They remastered it and put it on the Switch. Um But that that you're right, like Noir really they they haven't touched on that too much in a while. Um so I mean why would they choose like Spider-Man? The
1: first Spider- if you get a choice of Spider-Man, right? You choose a noir one? Everyone's been you like choose Spider-Man? There's been a <laughs> yeah, lot,
2: choose- there's been a lot of like want for a noir spider-man though like ever since it came out in that one people have been saying like noir spider-man noir spider-man blah blah because he's not going to be in the second one like right i don't think
1: sure. i don't think
2: noir spider-man is going to be in spider-verse 2 um i don't think so either uh, yeah because Nicolas cage isn't returning for sure and i think yeah no i don't think he's going to be in it um mm-hmm. but it is it's still uh, yeah no I, i'm with you there i think it's strange the way that they're doing this like don't there's no need
1: for this yeah and to be under amazon it's just like that's weird yeah fully agree
2: all right Anywho. let's see here how are we doing we're doing good. Okay. It looks like the last, we only have one more topic to, t- to cover today. And this one, there's actually like no, no, no article or no nothing that we need to talk about. It's just going to be me and Ted discussing uh, our first thoughts about Hogwarts Legacy. It's been, it's been
1: out like a week now. Have you played it yet, Ted? I watched Jojo play. She started on Tuesday. so She got the deluxe edition that was out on Tuesday because of our conversation last week where I go, yeah, we should probably just get it. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Then you at
2: least have seen it enough to like talk about it a little bit. Um, Yeah. I. Well, okay, let's start with, do you want to start just because you've only watched it? Like, What are your reactions to it as someone who's just watched it as opposed to playing it?
1: I really enjoy how pretty it is compared to how it was portrayed in the YouTube pre-show cases. They did a really good job with just refining the character models, refining how wind looks, how the trees move. And it's a game where if I were to play it, I wouldn't feel overwhelmed. I would just get so lost and just excited and just exploring. I do have to say you do get the broom kind of late. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't I gotten like, the broom. I feel like transportation is always one of those things that there's no reason with introducing it at the beginning. Pokemon was a great example of you had to go so much just to get the bike. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, you can just run. Here's some shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? Here's a bike. Just take just take the bike. <laughs> and then you have like the new scarlet and violet was just like, oh, just it's a legendary and it's a mount and you have it right away. Just go. Do you have yep. your legendary? Now just leave. <laughs> so I think transportation's big, especially when you have an open world the size of Hogwarts legacy. That map is gigantic. And even though you can, aper- what's that uh, ability called? Where you did powder? Flume, powder? flume powder? Yeah, the flu powder. That's cool. But also, like, it's just, there's a lot to take in. And I think this game is going to have a lot of secret eggs that, oh, it's going to take people years to find. Yeah. And I really like this game a lot more so because of what NPCs do. So JoJo was showing me some of them. And I guess I can discuss it. A little bit, but you know, those paddle balls that we had as kids with the string at the end, and you just hit it with a ball. Yeah. She does like a, there's an NPC that does a spell on it. And all of a sudden, it starts hitting her in the face really hard. (laughs) And it's like, she's trying to stop it. And it's like, no, more intense now. (laughs) And all you're doing is just standing in this, in the room. And it it just happens. The other thing, too, was that like on TikTok, there was JoJo showed me that. The armor pieces will fight if you, like, just stay around long enough. And that stuff in video games is my favorite, mm-hmm. more so. It's when the NPCs interact and do things that engages you without you being a part of, of yeah. it to make you feel more alive. So that aspect I like. I'm not sure how much I enjoy the fighting in it, though. Because I think, I, honestly, if it was, like, a city builder... Or like a farming builder, I think I would have bought it. Like <laughs> a little bit of fighting. Okay, okay, that's fair. I, I, I just, I just think the fighting is, uh, from a visual perspective and just watching it, I don't think it looks nice because of the numbers, the HP, the hit point numbers, and the HUD okay. a little bit. I feel you like could probably that turn that off. I, I, I feel you have to. You might be able to. I just haven't had a chance to get into the options. Yeah, me either. It's just those numbers. It's just, it's too... It does take
2: away from the immersion. I'll give you that. Uh, That's definitely not an immersive aspect.
1: It takes away from the immersion, but also takes away from... Well, I guess the gameplay that I've seen of fighting seems like it's arena-based, where you're in a closed environment and you are fighting there, instead of it being like, Sneaky and assassinated type of way where it's open world. It seems like the fighting is its own separate type of game or mini game that takes you out of the actual Hogwarts legacy.
2: So you've probably only seen the like the tournament fights, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's why. Yeah, okay. And see, I had the same inkling too. So I just started traveling outside of Hogwarts. And, like, I noticed, like, as soon as I started going outside of Hogwarts, there's, like, these little red marks on my map. And I'm like, what the hell? What are those? And there's, like, a whole group of spiders that I had to go fight. Like, it wasn't, like... It didn't pull me into a separate match. It didn't take me out of the game. Oh, there were spiders that okay. came up and surrounded me. Like they they came up out of the ground and surrounded me, and I had to fight them. It was it was okay, very so much more cool. excited than than just the arena fight. Because I agree with you, okay. if that's entirely how the fighting system was, because that's that's the only experience I had for it for a while too. But they do right. they do let you go outside and they do let you fight outside of the arena style
1: fights as well. Okay, that makes my, that makes my, incl- that's better for me. Yeah. For sure. No, yeah. You, you can love Yoso a cat.
2: You can love Yoso cats everywhere. Oh my God. I've never tried that. No, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I just pet them when I see them. No, love them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I will give it a shot. Um, so That was more of a visual experience of just watching it. Well, how about you? Okay. So
2: just okay, I'll start off very broad. I am loving the game so far. Um, It is the characters are extremely fun. It is very cool to see the, the fact that this is taking place in the 1800s and seeing all the family lineages that are in the game from characters that we do know but aren't in the game. Like there's Weasleys in the game. There are, um, there's Diggory, like D- the Diggory family is in the game. The Gaunt family is in the game. I don't know if the you blacks the Blacks are in the game. Um, there are, there there's just like a lot of callback to the actual stories that we know, but with nothing really to do with the actual storylines of it. Um, so that much is very cool. It definitely makes me feel like I'm in a world that I actually knew beforehand as opposed to something entirely new. Um, I was going to touch on the combat as well because I actually really enjoyed the combat. It feels okay. the flow of it, the cooldowns for it. It all feels very smooth as far as actually fighting them goes. Um and switching between targets with different spells when you have to like, like if I'm fighting someone and someone else is trying to cast a spell, I can switch my target, throw something else at them, and then go back to fighting the person I was fighting before. So that way I can still stay in the flow. It just feels very smooth in that aspect. I just So has it has a good lock on, would you say? Oh, like yeah. Being able to
1: switch through between
2: targets? I, I think so. At least for me, like it's been like I haven't had any issue selecting what target I want to I aim at. And it's almost intuitive in the sense like, okay, so Protego is a spell that you get very early on and it's like your parry ability. So with Protego, if you time it properly, you will also shoot out a stupefy to the person that shot the spell at you. And so what's nice about it is if I'm fighting someone, I don't have to stop fighting that person if another person is going to shoot me. I can cast Protego on myself and it will immediately counter that person that shot it at me with a stupefy smell. So I again like I don't have to switch to the target that was shooting me outside of my fight. I can continue to focus on the person I need to look at and then still cast a spell on the person that attacked me because the game is that intuitive that it will do that.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, it, that's a really cool system in that you don't really think about happening mm-hmm. as you're playing it to make it feel immersive.
2: Right, and granted, like there's might be some people that say like, "Oh my god, that shit is too easy. Like, why do I why will it do automatically or something?" But it it feels like Harry Potter like it feels like i am casting this magic if i had to keep switching my target every time i did that it would feel so much more clunky than it does but the way they have it done it definitely
1: feels like i am a magical student going through this world and casting these spells kind of like in order of the phoenix when they were fighting a little bit and how you can see it how fluid it was to defend and then shoot another spell to this yes Disassemble, whatever it's called. Yes, exactly. Like, it, and
2: the dis the disapparation, they they have gotten that down in this game. The way that it looks when people disappear and go and like reappear, it is they 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 definitely have captured the magic of Harry Potter. Um, okay, but there is negative to this. Like, there like nothing nothing game breaking i have not found anything bad about it that would make me be like all right this is shitty they need to fix this before like or or else I can't see myself keeping going um i was very disappointed with the portraits i was i, I still am i'm i'm very very disappointed with the way that the paintings and the portraits work in the game um in the, in the movies in the books they are these these portraits they They go into each other's paintings. They're moving around all the time. Like it's like there's just so much happening in them. And granted that might be a little bit difficult to do with how many paintings there are in the game and how much more power that might take to process all of that at the same time. But it is, I say it's disappointing because you go up to a random portrait and most of the time, if they move at all, it's going to be like two or three frames and it doesn't look like they're actually moving. It's just kind of like this is one frame. Then this is another frame. Now here's another frame. And then reset back to the original. So it, it doesn't feel magical in that sense. Like you, you could have probably just kept a still frame portrait up there at that point. Um, which, do you need
1: to do Lumos in order to get the frame going? No,
2: no. It's just some of them are not as intricate as others. Some of them are really cool. Like David pointed one out that I found later on. There's one of this guy playing the guitar or like a lute and uh, an oud or something like that. But if you go oh. up to it, he's actually like standing there playing it, moving around, and you can hear the music that he's
1: playing. So that uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Because I saw that you had to do Lumos to get some of this, like, the black portraits. Those are puzzles. Yeah, those are puzzles, those are puzzles that, that puzzles you can do. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of puzzles, how do you feel about these puzzles in this game? They're so fun. Oh, my God. And they're, Oh, they're... wow. You're probably the first person to said that. Really? Who? Uh, well, I mean, JoJo said it was tough. And it was to the point that it was like she had to look it up. Which like one? Triangle one. The triangle door one that you first do. Okay.
2: Okay. So there's a lot of those spread out across the map. And that one is an extended puzzle. Like, so each one of those doors around the map has the same symbols around it. Each one of those symbols represents a number. And you have to remember what symbols represent what number. Like, it's, it's like old math riddles that we used to do where, like, okay, There's, there's, okay, in this triangle, there's the number two in, in the, on the other corner, there's a question mark. And then at the top, there's a symbol, the symbol represents a number. So in the middle of all three of those things, there is a larger number. Like, let's just say 17. So right. Two plus the unicorn or plus whatever symbols up there, plus the question mark has to equal 17. So you, you're just more figuring out what numbers do each of these symbols represent. Like, I can tell you right now, the goat represents number two. I gotcha. So, it's not, like, if you don't know, like, it's difficult to do certain ones before other ones. Because you need to know what the numbers, like, what symbols signify what numbers. Right. Like, from the past. Yes. Yeah.
1: Jesus. That makes more sense.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, so it's... She shouldn't, don't get too frustrated with it, just move on from it until you find another one, Uh, until you can figure out what more of the symbols mean.
1: I gotcha, because it's easy for online to have it, but that's how that game, okay. Yeah. That is interesting how they do riddles and puzzles in this game then.
2: Oh yeah, it's, they're all over the place, and that's what I mean, like, I... I'll be doing one mission and then I'll find like two or three different puzzles on the way to do the mission and be able to like solve them all on the way there. Like it, there's just plenty, plenty of magical things to to lose yourself in
1: while playing it. Did you know different classes get different quests? What do you mean? Different. uh If you're. Oh, uh, oh you mean like houses? Yeah I, yeah,
2: I know. Houses, sorry. Cause David was telling me like he was doing like, Yeah he's Slytherin And he was telling me like this this and this And I was like what the hell Like I was like I did not have to do that Like that is not uh, Are you Gryffindor Oh and you know what Oh my god so he was telling me That the Like one of the things that he had to do He was like this was a main story quest And I'm like that was not a main story quest Like that was definitely a side mission So It must have been a story quest for him And a
1: side mission for me Ah, that's cool. That's cool the game does that, then. Damn. Okay. Did you know that um, Hufflepuffs get to go to Azkaban? I'm a Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah, Hufflepuffs have an Azkaban mission. Oh! You're Hufflepuff. I'm Hufflepuffs!
2: Are we a Huffle-
1: We've always been Hufflepuffs. So, I know
2: for sure that I got placed as Gryffindor when I did the online sorting hat, but I just let... I, I let the game pick... Um, Oh, you let the game pick for you? Yeah, I let the game pick for me. You I, want to
1: pick Hufflepuff?
2: I, I answered the questions, and based on the answers I gave, it was like, you should be Hufflepuff. And I was like, uh, I've never heard that before, but I will go for it. Whatever. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, the way yeah, I'm looking at this is, like, once I get the hang of this, like, I'll go back and play it again. And they're going to add more stuff. So I'm like, next time I play, I'll play a different class. I'll play a different house. Right.
1: And that's pretty cool too, since it's like, uh, because we already know it's going to be DLCs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, after the whole <laughs> avocadoes part. <But> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited that you get to. You're kind of doing this as it's intended. You're not choosing your class. You're not choosing your what's it called? Like my preference oh my for cla- for house. Yeah, yeah. no. You're, 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 right, your house is preference and anything. You're just letting it go.
2: Yeah, I that's that's how I want to enjoy this the first time. I just want to go through the experience the way that the game has it laid out for me. And then later on, I will go back and, and pick and choose what I want to do. So do you play and just watches at like nighttime? Both. Mostly, I mean, or whenever we have time, really, like uh, Jess's family is over um yeah. this weekend so we didn't really get to play yesterday until at night but yeah, last night i streamed it while we were all watching actually my mom was watching with us too so we were all uh we were all watching me play harry potter last night but um yeah like uh today i'll probably play it in
1: the evening time sometime that's cool uh, yeah because we were talking i was talking to them and they said that they were more watching instead of playing oh yeah yeah they watch I I think That's this cool. would this would be a great game for them to get
2: started on actually starting to play games, but I don't I don't think that they'll I, uh, I don't think they will.
1: I would say so because at least yeah you, know, you can do the animal husbandry stuff and uh, room of requirements and treat it as not necessarily too intense and just explore.
2: I haven't but... even been in the room of requirement yet. What? No, it hasn't been part of my of the game yet for me. Interesting. They talked about it. I think they talked about it at one point, but I it was like I still have not been in there.
1: Yeah, because JoJo got into the room of requirements already. Well, how much? How long has she been playing? Uh, she's been playing maybe like ten hours. Oh, 10 10 hours.
2: Uh, I, I think I'm at five or six, so maybe I'll be getting it within the next few hours. You still don't have your broomstick, yeah? Nope. She just got hers. Okay, so I'll get the rumor requirement before the broomstick. Okay. Well, what house is she?
1: Uh she is Slytherin. Okay. Okay, that, that works then. I will I will
2: see what goes on.
1: Anything else you have to say, Ted? Um Forespoken is fun mechanically. It's a good game. I wouldn't recommend you buy it. (laughs) Yet. I would recommend you, yeah, I would recommend you buy it like when it's on sale. I would recommend you play it if it were free. I would recommend you play it if it was demoed. But if you had to sit for the story, it needs some work. Just because the mouth movement it throws me off so much. Like there will be screaming, she will be screaming, but the movement is not of emotionally screaming. It's very ah, uh, like <laughs> it's a physical appearance. But then it's just a loud ah. <laughs> so like I'm well, so conflicted. And then they'll be smiling when they're upset. And then you don't see any facial expressions to see, like, anything else since there's no lines on their face. It's just one big potato face. Mm -hmm. The clips are fun with the your little AI bracelet and you to talk. Uh But it gets repetitive. And then you'll be, like, not even doing, like, a mission. And then, are we almost there? And then (laughs) the bracelet will be like, oh, we're almost there. And I'm like, what? I'm not doing a mission. I'm just walking. (laughs) I'm just playing. So that kind of throws me out a little bit of just the whole one-to-one dialogue with the uh, AI sometimes. NPCs are such shit. <laughs> you, uh, they're so bad, man. The movements are bad. They're just dancing with 20 FPS. It's It looks terrible. That's why watching Hogwarts, and like seeing all of those people being happy and doing random things is a bright joy. Damn. That sucks yeah. so bad. I'm sorry, Ted. Yeah. I was like, she was like, about Hogwarts, Sam was gonna get Hogwarts Like so I could see it. and I didn't want to get it since obviously I can just get it when she's done playing it. So I'm like, I just want to buy a game. It was between that one or Kakarot, uh-huh. the very Z one. Uh-huh. Kind of wish I got that kind of Kakarot <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard good good things about that. Mark and Dom picked I'm that Dom, game up. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But yeah, it's fun for what it is. Yeah,
2: it'll get better. I, I I have a feeling they will patch it and it'll be a playable game at some point.
1: Yeah. Anywho, s- sign it off. We did it. All right.
2: Signing off today. It is February 12th, 2023. Uh this has been another episode of the Jointly. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I am Aaron, aka Yoga Mush Mush. We have beard. Uh Tiad, I think he said his name was. Um, we have Ted, and thank you all so much for hanging out. We had uh this was a good discussion today. I like this. This was fun. Um, yeah, everyone, please go check out Hollow Knight in anticipation for the new game Silk Song, and it will be glorious. So follow us, follow us, yes, follow us on all platforms follow us on
1: just follow us on twitch first we don't have anything else right now it's just twitch just follow us on twitch start there (laughs) we'll go from there (laughs) yeah just follow
2: follow this channel follow my channel we'll be back next sunday around the same time probably around 10 10 30 right in that sweet spot um but like i said central central time yes central time eight o'clock pacific in america 12 o'clock eastern time in america um, in America, I love you guys. Have a good one. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.